Good morning, Fullerton. Here are your headlines for the third week of August. Number one, new school year, new bell schedule. As students wrap up their two-month summer break, a new bell schedule awaits them when they return to school this fall. Middle schools and high schools are to begin no earlier than 8 a.m. and 8.30 a.m., respectively, as mandated by California Senate Bill 328. This means Fullerton's middle and high schools will start around 30 minutes later this 2022-2023 school year. Number 2. Summer Concerts in the Park Summer concerts in the park have begun at the Fulton Sports Complex at 560 Silver Pine Street. The location is just off Bastonchuri between Harbor and Brea Boulevard. On August 19th, check out Bubba and the Big Bad Blues. All shows are from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. Bring your own picnic blanket or chair. Number 3. Quilts of Valor Given to Veterans On July 25, several deserving veterans were each awarded a Quilt of Valor by the North City's Quilt Guild at the Placentia Presbyterian Church. Quilts of Valor were awarded to these veterans. Steve Turan from La Mirada, Eugene Madrid from Brea, Robert Garut from Anaheim Hills, Joe Ruiz from Placentia, Jim Vandry from Anaheim, Greg Young from Yerba Linda. A quilt was also presented to one World War II veteran, Arnold Terry, who was unable to attend. For more information about the Quilt of Valor Foundation or to nominate someone, visit www.qovf.org. That's qovf.org. To learn more about the North Cities Kilt Guild, visit www.northcitieskiltguild.org. Number four, welcome new principals. Miss Julie Lucas will be the new principal at Fern Drive School. Jose Varela will be the new principal at Nicholas Junior High School. Julie Brandon has been appointed the Director of Special Education for the Fulton School District. Number five, school resource officer agreements. The Fulton Joint Union High School District Board of Trustees approved, without comment, contracts for school resource officers, SROs, for Buena Park High School, Fulton Union High School, Sunny Hills High School, and one shared SRO for Troy, La Vista, La Sierra High Schools for $635,303 at their July 26th meeting. The SRO contract for La Habra High School and Sonora High School work will occur later this year. The district contracts with three separate cities for officers and each contract is a bit different due to different city police training and negotiated pay. The district provides two-thirds of an officer's pay and requires additional training to serve on a school campus in multiple capacities, which range from emergency medical assistant, de-escalation and investigation support for student and staff interactions to protection and safety training and prevention. The district does not control the supplemental officer training, which is referred to as cultural diversity and discrimination training or ground tactical arrest control training provided by the California Peace Officer Standards and Training. Officers are answerable to their respective police departments, not the school district, and until recently received little scrutiny. Director of Pupil Services Alan Witten has sought to change the previous culture by meeting with all district SROs, their supervisors, and site administration representatives twice last year to share information and fine-tune goals. The meetings are an ongoing endeavor. The journalists behind today's stories are Francis Vododi, Mike Rito, Robin Poppy Cimino, Jan Youngman, and Vivian Moreno. Next up, we have an interview with Gabby Garcia from OC United. 
So today at the Observing Fulton podcast, we're interviewing Gabby Garcia. Gabby is the Community Development Manager at the nonprofit OC United. She is the Director of Community Building Initiative, a qualified trust-based to relational intervention practitioner, and a domestic abuse support group facilitator. Alrighty, so Gabby, let's first start with a brief introduction of you. Okay, my name is Gabby Garcia. Mm-hmm. I come from uh, I came from Mexico in 1996, uh, cleaning houses, uh, escaping domestic abuse. With two little ones, mm-hmm. and then I worked as a housekeeper for 17 years. During that time, I went to school and then mm-hmm. ended up um, going to community college, mm-hmm. becoming a preschool teacher. And then it is an amazing journey uh, working also United for the last uh, six years, almost seven, that um, I... Um, they choose me because I am a, a Latina, Spanish-speaking. Then I mm-hmm. am the connection that, with the community. And it has been a, a beautiful journey. Uh, right now I am the community development manager mm-hmm. and um, and qualified to give uh, different trainings in the, in the organization. Mm-hmm. So let's get a bit more specific about the work that you do do at OC United. Um, so you mentioned community building initiative. Uh, what is that? What is its history? What are the goals? Okay, the history, uh, four years mm-hmm. ago, St. Joseph Providence Health Fund uh, came to the organization and we got a grant mm-hmm. uh, to invest in the community, to organize in the community. I Back, back then, I was uh, part of the United Kids After School program and they pulled me to work with the parents, which I wasn't happy, mm-hmm. but uh, now I am so happy. Then um, we organized, uh, we already had a relationship af- uh, because the after school program with 30 families, then uh, based on that, we start uh, presenting what uh, we'll be organizing and, and uh, we start having meetings um, weekly, weekly mm-hmm. and knocking doors, talking about how, uh, what the changes they want to see that the residents in their community identify problems and they after so many meetings mm-hmm. beautiful um we we see the the need of the community to to be heard mm-hmm. to 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 have a voice in the changes and what is happening and they identify high crime mm-hmm. where um high crime was, is a, uh, it's like a, a bubble there's mm-hmm. a bubble and then the branches are um um juvenile crime, homelessness, the behavior, not mm-hmm. the person, um, affordable house or uh, speeding in the street, so many accidents, family problems where it was uh, domestic abuse. Then um, from there, they start advocating. And this, the story is that the first year, uh, they advocate alongside with other churches, St. Mm-hmm. Philip Church, to um, support Illumination Foundation Shelter, it's in Camawal to open in order to move the incumbent. It was happening in Gilbert Street in Valencia Park, close to St. Philip Church, where it's like a homelessness. They were built in a big city there and the behavior was in a simple, it was very dangerous. Then uh, finally they opened the shelter and they would allocate in different, uh, the shelter or different uh, spaces, but it was a win-win for them. Uh, these mamas are, they are the heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, back then they named the group Voces Unidas, United mm-hmm. Voices of Valencia Park. And they are the ones who have been decided what to do next in the community. Mm-hmm. And then after that, um, what it come um, back then, it was the 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 Valencia Park. Um, it wasn't safe. And then they decided to start doing community dinners 
and Fullerton Police Department start coming and mm-hmm. building trust with the, with the residents. Back then, um, the reports they were not uh, that um, part of the community to call the police. Mm-hmm. But when they start coming and engaging and playing with the residents, especially uh, Lieutenant Arana back then, now is Captain Jose Arana from the the, the police. Spanish speaking with a big heart. Mm-hmm. start supporting the families and we can say that it diminish the abuse diminish uh, the delinquency in the park mm-hmm. that families they were um, say they felt safe to be mm-hmm. there playing and and um, but now it's really bad again they, mm-hmm. they decide we are gonna work together again to make that um, space safe then another issue they they tackled it was the cannabis dispensaries in, in Fullerton. It was um, um, it wasn't well received for them. It was a lot of n- negative impact for the neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. We already have so many uh, stores liquors that they sell uh, tobacco and alcohol in the neighborhoods, mm-hmm. and um, it's a big problem. Now we have a, a smoke shop legal and we have legal dispensaries and it is not um, uh, the vitamin the mamas want for their families, especially for the children and youth. Then um, they advocate alongside with Woodcrest Association. Mm-hmm. Uh, this group of ladies, uh, Woodcrest, they are amazing, they are heroes, we learn from them. Mm-hmm. And together they were at the city hall over and over advocated mm-hmm. and well, that stopped back then. Um, and uh, still they are the committed in the same position, now one in the dispensary is mm-hmm. one in the neighborhoods, especially in the district four and five. Mm-hmm. Then um, another, they continue, the meetings they haven't stopped for the last four years. Mm-hmm. Then now, um, how um, tackle juvenile crime. Then uh, the mamas, after talking, they decide uh, through education. Then they are wor- working with Fullerton School District mm-hmm. to work together. And, mm-hmm. and uh, it is a really good relationship they have already, these ladies, these leaders, to uh, Fullerton School uh, personal, mm-hmm. that uh, they are um, working in reclassification. It's for English uh, learners, uh, children. Uh, it is the program they need to be reclassified out of the program by sixth grade. Mm-hmm. If they are not, when they go to junior high, they are not able to get the electives who prepare them for college. Mm-hmm. Then they are far behind. Right. Besides all the things that's happening at home and in the neighborhood, they have to deal with that. It's like a, putting a wall to say, you are an English learner that you don't have a future. Then what the mamas want, they want a future. And now they are advocating to not call these children and youth uh, English learning but bilinguals emerge because it is a gift to have two languages or mm-hmm. three languages. Then we are, uh, because we have been witness that the, the teens, they feel embarrassed because they are in, in that program because they feel, oh, because I am a parent, I, I pull out of the class or I am treated different. It's a lot of things uh, coming from the youth and the mamas then, but it is a really good partnership mm-hmm. that um, Dr. Plika and Dr. Reese, Dr. Lee, they are working and listen to the to the community and open mm-hmm. to come up with them. I think I said too much. <laughs> oh no, you explained it perfectly because it really is a community building initiative. Yeah. So you have to tackle it from a lot of different yeah. uh, perspectives. Yeah. So that's one uh, one of the projects that mm-hmm. you handle at OC United. Yeah. Um, 
You also are a practitioner of trust-based relational intervention that you mentioned briefly in your introduction. Um, what is it? What is TBRI, and what are the benefits of using this therapeutic model over the others? I think that's the heart of also United. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm sure it is the heart. TBRI trust-based uh, relational intervention. The heart is building uh, trust in relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, building safe environments for the population we serve for children, teens, or adults. And it has uh, three set of, uh, sets of principles, uh, mm-hmm. connected, empower, and correcting. Okay. And that uh, connecting is, um, how am I connecting with you? I am looking into your eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I smile with you. That's the same approach with any human being. Mm-hmm. Uh, make them feel safe and trust what we do. Mm-hmm. Empowering. Um, an example of the school, we provide uh, water and nutritious snacks and sensory activities every two hours. We have to make sure that the child is well nurtured. Um, we, we focus on the holistic, TBRI as uh, the whole person. Mm-hmm. Then, um, and correcting is um, help the children to choose the, the right behavior. Mm-hmm. When a child is not behaving good, is, um, that's when we are a detective what is mm-hmm. happening, what they need. I have a question that it is magic and any, at any age is, what did you need? Mm-hmm. What did you need right now to feel better and to feel safe? Mm-hmm. Um, the eye contact, uh, the proximity, the, the tone of my voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and an example, if your child is not behaving and I wanna correct that behavior, you, you can do that because I said so, that, that is not right, no, mm-hmm. we teach them. We reduce to do it over again, to uh, do mistake, that's okay. How can we change? We are teaching them to face challenges in their life, mm-hmm. to find a solution, to, to heal. And then TBRI, it, it brings healing to the mm-hmm. community. When I start um, um, TBRI, uh, little trainings in the, in the organization, we, we were one year with after school program. It was a switch mm-hmm. because um, I start healing in my own life, then I start understand the other person to mm-hmm. see that the child is the child, the behavior is something else. Mm-hmm. This child is whole, is beautiful, and, and it deserves an opportunity where the voice can be heard. Mm-hmm. It's an example um, when a child is asking for something, I just stop what I'm doing. I turn and I say, what do you need? Yes, I like your voice, I, the color of your eyes. Some child, they have been in, in traumatic situations that you can even touch them or they don't look at you in eye contact. They don't have a voice, they don't know how to express because trauma damage the brain development mm-hmm. and the brain chemistry, the, uh, even gastric mm-hmm. stomach problems. But we bring healing and we bring that um, brain to rewire again, to mm-hmm. be functioning again, to think, to, to, to accept it. It's, it's beautiful, I love it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that all sounds really good, especially the way you explain it, that it's a process of healing for people who have been traumatized for so long. and. Clearly, it seems like this has a lot of benefits to it. So, yeah, it's it, to be honest, TBRI is something I had never heard about before, but I started looking it up because of this interview, and it does look like a, a great therapeutic model. 
so if you, I don't you don't mind I, I want to mention mm -hmm. that uh, the Latino community is um, is in trauma you, you don't see and even the entire world because the risk risk factors who um, um, get us to the trauma is, is uh, pregnancy and um, natural disaster on um, the COVID-19 mm -hmm. the domestic abuse community violence high right. crime in the community it is proved that it has caused trauma in the children and in the families then when we prepare ourselves and tbri we are ready to understand that person in mm -hmm. that situation and it is it's like a tbri muscle the more you practice and the more you learn it, it you, you master it you, you said wow that right. is an amazing how to guide a dysregulated person or child or baby to a self-regulation, that mm -hmm. is the goal, to be able to, to self. Then right now we are participating with a Latin American TV right? Mm -hmm. And we are part of 160 something practitioners in Espanol. Then mm -hmm. uh, we are giving training to Guatemala, 67 mm -hmm. teachers and principals. Then we are gonna be going to Colombia to be part of a training where we are gonna be mentor and that is, I'm so, <laughs> yeah, that's incredible that you're doing it on such an international level, too. I, imagine any mm -hmm. human being have the knowledge of TBRI. Mm -hmm. Imagine the city hall. Imagine the police, the teachers, all these organizations that they interact with the community mm -hmm. to have TBRI trainings. Then imagine how the interaction and the result will be. Uh, but yeah. yeah, thank you for explaining that. And it's... Um, it, it seems like th this goal that of achieving TBRI's therapeutic model and spreading that, uh, you're doing a really great job of that, especially because you're working internationally too. So you work in a lot of different aspects uh, at OC United. Mm -hmm. Some of these other projects are making sense of your worth and uh, the domestic abuse support group. So could you detail uh, what you do in those projects as well? Yes, uh, making sense of your word. Um, it is another. Um, they work together with TBRI, mm -hmm. trust, uh, trust-based relation intervention, and and making sense of your word. I discover uh, my value. I'm gonna give you an example. What mm -hmm. is it, um, and and how to apply it to to how apply it to me. When I took the the training and I became a facilitator, it was a change. A lot of tears because the lies and, and all the abuse and the trauma in my life, they didn't belong to me. Hmm. They, do, they don't define who am I. Then um, it is a questionnaire where you identify all the lies you, you have told, and then you learn how to begin a new life, another, another way to, to see those lies are the past. Mm -hmm. They don't, I have value, I have voice, I can do so many things. And I think after took took uh, the TBRI and then making sense of your word, I can be here talking about it. I can be here advocating for, for the community and for the mamas and the children. Then um, the, the domestic abuse support groups, it is every week, it is in Spanish. I took the, the certification on WTLC. And um, I am coming from domestic abuse. Then um, when I took the, 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 the training, I was just, oh no, I need to go outside and help those ladies that they mm -hmm. are there. That it is a hope 
and it is a, a way to escape and to stop the, the abuse. And it is a, a, um, a subject that uh, some people, they are afraid to talk. Right. But we are bringing um, the tools and the healing and the support and beautiful things are happening. Okay. And, and, and TBRI is the heart of all this. Mm-hmm. Making sense of your work, the um, domestic abuse, how we approach them. Um, even I am not giving a, a full training of TBRI or making sense of your work. I am using the tools mm-hmm. to help them because they need the help immediately. They can wait in for in three months have a training. Then we use the tools and how to approach mm-hmm. these situations, and it is beautiful because. We can. We are able to prevent divorces or mm. to prevent abuse, child abuse, child emotional child abuse, um, suicide, mm-hmm. depression, anxiety. Then that is what we do. Remarkable work you're doing in, in preventing those things in in the community and. I think because you have worked so much in the Orange County community with kids, teens, adults, uh, what kind of concerns, as a community leader, what do you think are the most pressing needs of Fullerton right now? Voces Unidas that mm-hmm. um, identified high crime in the community. Mm-hmm. High crime, and um, one of the, the things is um, the juvenile crime, and they decide to tackle this problem um, working with the uh, Fullerton Police Department. And now we um, we had enough uh, liquor stores mm-hmm. with enough shops to s- where they sell tobacco and alcohol. Then uh, they um, one of the concerns is the having dispensaries, uh, cannabis dispensaries in mm-hmm. the neighborhood where it's not going to benefit at all our neighborhoods. Then that is something the the bosses and leaders will work together mm-hmm. in, in, in that issue. Also, uh, my concerns also is uh, the lack of safe, safest spaces for youth mm. to have um, to get together. Um, like right now, we had um, the shooting last Friday mm-hmm. in the Valencia Park, and we are working with the um, Fullerton School District, Fullerton Police Department. Um, churches and the group of Voces Unidas to come up with activities and events, healthy um, events for the families and prevent mm-hmm. the juvenile crime and prevent the high crime. Yeah, so clearly uh, a lot of work still needs to be done. Um, so thank you, Gabby, for being with us today. Uh, Gabby is with the OC United, a nonprofit uh, in Orange County. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Alrighty, that is the end of today's podcast. Fullertonians, thank you for listening. Be sure to follow the Fulton Observer on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to keep up with the latest Fullerton news. Full-length stories of all our headlines are available on the Fulton Observer website, or you can subscribe to the print edition that gets mailed to your home every two weeks. You can also see what events are happening in Fulton with Jesse Latour's new weekly articles that cover upcoming events in our community. This podcast is curated entirely by college student interns. If you would like to support our college journey, please donate at the Fulton Observer's website. If you would like to sponsor this podcast, email ads at fultonobserver.com. That's ads at fultonobserver.com. If you have any ideas for whom we should interview next, email contact at fultonobserver.com or DM us on social media. Special thanks to Robin Rush for her time. Jackson Henry edited the podcast. Bianca Bravo manages communications. And I'm Arush Navid, your host.